Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I'm really glad you're here because I'm going to teach you about something that is so valuable. And some of you may know this, and some of you may need some practice, but I'm going to talk to you today about how to talk smart to yourself so that you have an amazing quality of life. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever wondered why you can't seem to get yourself out of a bad mood or find solutions to problems that you really need to solve? Well, there's a really simple explanation for that, and it has to do with how open you really are to finding the solutions and how you talk to yourself when you're faced with emotional challenges. Even more specifically, I'm talking about the questions you ask yourself when you're feeling trapped, stuck, and resourceless. You probably don't even know that you ask yourself questions when you stress out or how much you practice helplessness when you're panicked about something, but you do. We all do this, some more often than others. The monkey mind, as people refer to it, is the name of what happens when our brains are constantly chatting with us, where our thoughts are constantly, constantly flowing one after the other after the other. Our brains work 24 hours a day, much like the automatic activity of blood coursing through our veins or our hearts beating. And we breathe automatically too without even thinking about it. So when it comes to our thoughts though, we really need to pay more attention to them because thoughts have a significant impact on how we feel about ourselves and our lives. Your job then is to be able to monitor your thoughts to the point that you see patterns that don't serve you. And then you can develop refocusing strategies to get you back in alignment with what will help you solve your problems. Unless you're able to be 100% cognizant of your thoughts, which really nobody is, it would be safe to assume that you really won't be able to intellectually filter all of them. But the way you become more aware of the myriad of thoughts that inundate your brain is through monitoring, monitoring two things, your body and your emotions. But I'm gonna to get to that in a minute, but I wanna talk with you about a few things first. There's no influence more powerful over yourself than you. I get it, I'm not telling you something that intellectually you don't already know. What I am doing is giving you a reminder so that you can think about this as you listen to today's message. We control how we think, feel, and behave. Unless we're under immediate threat of danger or duress, and God forbid somebody's holding a gun to your head, our lives belong to us, and we're responsible for the decisions that we make. And that is what I want to start talking with you about today. I'll be honest, I am my worst critic, I, and I found myself more times than I really would rather admit finding fault with my flaws, even though we all have them. You know, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do things perfectly in my business, and it's something I battle with all the time, and I call her my lovely perfectionist. But that's a whole nother talk. 
Uh, but there are a lot of times, too, that I fail to really acknowledge all of the accomplishments, not only on a broad scale, but even daily. Um, and, and if I were to only acknowledge those things, I would really keep myself in an emotionally powerful state. So if you're somebody that's done some of those things like I have, trust me, you are so not alone. And that's why I want to talk with you today. What I've learned over the years is that I actually had the power all along to change my thinking. I know I sound like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz when I say that, but just follow me here. I wish somebody had taught me how powerful I really was in my life early on in my life. Man, that would have helped me, but that didn't happen. So I spent much of my life struggling to feel adequate and confident, and I failed more times than I can count back then. But once I learned the skills that would help me grow, I was able to put these practices in motion, and I kind of still do 95% of the time, and I can say that confidently. Look, I'm, I'm still human, so I get in my funks every now and again, but honestly, I'm able to get out of those funks so much more quickly, having learned about the strategy of smart self-talk that I'm going to talk to you about today. What's different about how I live my life now versus then is that I'm able to drastically reduce the time I spend feeling like crap, where I feel self-pity and panic. I literally cut it down to like a millisecond. And this is what I want to teach you about today, because you have the capacity to do it too. You just have to be intentional about it. And you have to keep focused on uh, what emotional state you really want to be in more often than not, not the one you tend to practice. One of the main strategies that you're going to learn about today will help you in any situation that you experience where you feel lost, trapped, angry, or hurt. Like I said, if only somebody taught me this when I was young, I am sure my personal growth wouldn't have been so delayed. But as you know, what we want or wish could happen doesn't necessarily happen on our timetable. And hindsight, hindsight is, boy, is that an amazing thing. The main point that I want to focus on is how you can talk smarter to yourself and be more cognizant of your thoughts so that you're going to feel better faster and get more done in your life. And you can do that by consciously focusing on the language and the questions you use with yourself. I know it may sound silly, but you do speak to yourself all the time, even when you don't realize it. It's like this background noise. You've just gotten used to the things that you say to yourself, and you don't even realize how often what you say keeps you down. Thousands and thousands of times a day, you're saying all sorts of shit to yourself about you and your life. And sometimes you may speak positively, and sometimes you don't. You talk, you talk to yourself about your work, your relationships, the freaking traffic, the temperature, your body, your earnings, your ability to accomplish what you want to accomplish, everything. Remember, our brains never stop communicating with us. Your job is to make sure that you intentionally communicate with your brain. Think about a time when you felt stuck, like there were no options. Pause this podcast for a moment to just get some paper and pen uh, because we're going to be doing some work here. Uh, and when you have those things, go ahead and press play. So think about a time that you felt that perhaps you had no choice at all 
or that there were maybe only two choices, but neither of them felt helpful, let alone pain relieving. I tell my clients all the time that there are always other choices. We just get caught up in our mind too much to access them. And we, we get caught up in feeling heavy feelings. There's really no way we can feel resourceful. So again, think about a time where you feel like there was no way out for you in a situation. Write down what kinds of things you said to yourself. What language did you use? Did the words you used to describe your situation and yourself in the situation make you feel good and resourceful? Did they make you feel like you could solve the challenge? Did they make you feel like you had options, like you could go talk to somebody or you could look something up? Or did they make you feel worse and resourceless? For example, imagine this. Two people are stuck in the same situation. It could be anything, any situation. One person describes the situation as sucky, unbelievable, and horrible, while the other person describes the situation as disappointing, frustrating, but solvable. What side of the fence do you tend to be on? Which one are you most often? The one who describes things so severely, so intensely, and so negatively? Or are you the person that is able to manage your words and manage the intensity of your words and your thoughts so that you can open up to possibility and solutions? Can you see and can you hear and can you feel how just by using different words to describe a situation or describe yourself in the situation or describe the outcome of a situation that you can change your entire experience. If you aren't somebody who falls into the latter category of kind of being more on the positive side, you'll definitely need to put these new skills into practice of using words that allow you to feel good and resourceful. Think about that situation again that I asked you to. And write down what other words you could have used that would have made the situation feel and be more bearable. Words like, I can get through this. It sucks, but I'll solve it. Or, yeah, I'm pissed, but I'm going to figure out how to get myself out of this mess. I can do it. I know. I can call this person. Or, I'm just going to sit here and breathe and see what comes. The same thing goes for the kind of questions we ask ourselves, both when we're in a troubled spot and when we go through each day. You see, when we ask poor questions, what kind of answers do we get? Poor answers. If you're in a situation where you feel pinned to the corner and see no way out, you would most likely ask yourself questions like, why me? Why does this always have to happen to me? Why am, what am I supposed to do now that, that this happened? I always lose. When you ask those types of questions and make some of those types of statements, you aren't going to be in a state of resourcefulness and receiving new answers. You're just going to feel stuck and your mind will be closed off to accessing a different perspective and different options. Now, if you change the questions you ask yourself, asking yourself better questions, guess what you end up with? Yep, better answers. Connect again with that tough situation that I asked you to think about. 
the one where I asked you to identify the words you use to describe your situation and the questions you ask. Now I want you to really think about these questions and take a moment to write down what you come up with. Just connect with that situation again and see what answers you would come up with. If I do X, how will it impact what I want to accomplish? What will allow me to feel my best right now? What will allow me to think more clearly right now? What am I truly grateful for in my life right now? What can I do right now to bring about my desired outcome? Have you noticed a pattern in the questions? To find answers. You can't be stuck in the past. You can't be over-focused on the future, even be in the future. Guess where you got to be? Right here, right now, in touch with the present. And do you see how asking these types of questions will change your focus and open a gateway for different answers? Questions challenge us to grow socially, emotionally, and cognitively. They create the challenges that allow us to learn. They help us get to the bottom of how we create our reality on a daily basis. And if you decide to take me up on this invitation, you can step into being the own investigator of your life. And you can really investigate where you trip yourself up and how. And you can be strategic about how you think and how you talk to yourself and the words you use. And you can actually, in a moment, in one moment, change your life. Questions determine our thoughts. So what are you really asking yourself on a regular basis about yourself and your life, about your abilities, about your relationships, about the possibilities in your life? Do you say things like, how am I supposed to do that? Or I can't really make that happen. Learning about your internal communication process helps you understand how you think, how you believe, and how you behave. When you ask yourself questions, you become curious, you grow, you learn, you expand the essence of who you are. When you pay attention to the questions you ask yourself and the language that you use with yourself, you begin to understand the reasons why you feel the way you do, and you begin to understand what motivates your decision-making. Questions provide you with the end that you need to shift your thinking completely. Einstein said the most important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing. One cannot help but be in awe when he contemplates the mystery of eternity, of life, of the marvelous structure of reality. It is enough if one tries merely to comprehend a little of this mystery every day. Never lose a holy curiosity. And I ask you to have a holy curiosity about you and your life and how you talk to yourself. When you become conscious of the language you use and the questions you ask yourself, you'll come to understand the power that they both have over your sense of empowerment, your powerfulness, and your helplessness. I'm an avid student of Tony Robbins. Love his work. And one of the Bibles that I have one of the books that I read a lot, like it's so dog-eared and underlined and highlighted, pages are falling out. Um, I felt it important to share with you. He talks about how important questions are and the purpose that they have. And questions 
serve three purposes. Here's what questions do. Here's how they work. Questions immediately change what we focus on and how we feel. If you consistently ask yourself questions that reinforce a defeated mindset, such as, how come I always feel so sad? Or why doesn't anything ever work out for me? Or how come I can't catch a break? Then you'll focus on, look for, and find evidence that supports the idea that there's reason for you to feel sad, that there's reason for you to feel kind of shitty about your life, and that nothing ever works out for you. If you simply repeat those questions, you will never change how you feel because your questions reinforce what you feel. If instead you ask yourself, what can I do to change my state of mind so that I feel happier? You'll focus on resolutions rather than remaining emotionally stuck. The second thing questions do is they change what we delete. If you're feeling really sad, it's because you're leaving out all of the reasons why you could be happy. And if you're feeling good, then you're eliminating all the reasons why you could be feeling badly. Isn't that so simple? The people in our lives can have a powerful act, impact in our mood by the questions they ask. So if someone asks you, were you frustrated about that meeting as I was? Your mood would likely be affected. You might not have been frustrated at the moment, but the mere suggestion that there might have been a reason to be frustrated has now been brought to your attention, kind of like implanted. So you might start to focus on those things that didn't work in the meeting rather than staying connected with what you believe did work well. The third thing that questions do is they change the resources available to us. Ask a question that limits your choices. Remember we talked about poor questions? And you're going to get answers that do the same. You get poor answers. At any point in your life, you're going to come up against situations where you feel stuck and where you believe that your options are limited. But if you change the type of questions that you ask yourself, you change what you say when you, when you, when you answer yourself. I have a client who tends to be very, very negative. Everything's a problem. And he says the same things over and over again. And he uses his losses as excuses. And he says to himself all the time, there's no way I can get out of this. Life sucks. And so we worked on him becoming more aware of how he talks to himself. And slowly, he's getting out of this pattern. But I have to remind him to work on it consciously. And I want to remind you to work on it consciously too. So, even though you've been doing some work during this podcast, I want to give you some homework when you shut this podcast off. So if you don't have a pen and some paper or you need more of that, pause it right now and go get it. So here's what I want you to do. I'm going to invite you to do an exercise with a couple of steps. And I think once you do it, it's really going to make a difference for you. And you're going to realize how often uh, your brain actually works how often you talk to yourself and what you actually say to yourself. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about a time in your life when you felt as if you were between a rock and a hard place. And maybe you do some reflection about a really significantly difficult time in your life when you believe that there really weren't any options and you felt sad, confused, or lost, stuck. I want you to write down a brief description of that experience. And 
maybe you want to write more about that experience to really get back in touch with the feelings of that time. Describe what happened, what you felt, and what the options were at the time, what you believe the options were at the time. And next, I want you to identify the typical questions you asked yourself at the time. And maybe you asked yourself these same questions at other times when you were faced with similar challenges. Remember, questions can sound hypothetical and they can mirror statements. Do you ask yourself any of the following? Why does this always happen to me? What did I do to deserve this? Why can't I catch a break? Why me? Why does this always have to happen? Maybe you say something like, nothing ever works out. I can't win for losing. I try, but I'm just not good enough. It's never going to work. Look at the kinds of questions and statements you habitually ask and say to yourself and how resourceful you really feel from those questions and statements. Next, I want you to form new and empowering questions and statements based on the same circumstance. Ask your question, maybe ask questions like, well, what can I learn from this? How can I use this experience to be a better person? What am I willing to do to make it the way I want, want it to be? What am I willing to stop doing to make it the way I want to be? How can I make this experience useful? What can I get out of it? What's in it for me? How can I grow from this? What do I need to do to feel the way that I ideally want to feel? I can tell you if you take just one situation in your life and you do this exercise and you begin to see how powerful your self-talk is in your life, you can shift what you say to yourself so that you can shift the quality of your life and up-level it. I hope this has helped you. I really intend to make sure that whatever I'm sharing with you, uh, it has value. These are the things that I teach my clients. And so I want you to benefit from that as well. And I really want you to learn how to master your thoughts and emotions so that you can master your life. Because if you master these two things, your emotions and thoughts, you master your destiny. And I'm not saying that in a corny way. I can tell you 100% is true. For those of you who struggle to kind of break through these barriers of your thinking uh, and you'd like some support with that, please reach out to me at Janice at JaniceRCohen.com or call my office at 404 558 3971. And if you'd like a reading around love, money, your current relationships, uh, your family, your job, anything, a business plan, business ideas, give me a call because it would be my honor to support you in that way. And you can also send me an email, Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. And if you like what you hear on this podcast, the Intuitive Therapist Podcast, please go to iTunes and rate it for me and write a review. The more people that rate it and uh, write a review, hopefully that's favorable, uh, the more exposure I get and the more I can share uh, this wisdom with everybody. Wishing you a wonderful day, a blessed week, and as always, live intuitively. 
Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 